we're talking about um, uh, Frank Clark and, and some of the pieces that are going on there. And I think, uh, Evan, you talked about being wrong there. What do you, what do you think is going to happen relative to his contract? Like, what, where are you comfortable now, given his level of play with, with what you'd pay him? Yeah, that's a great question. So I can tell you with a reasonable amount of certainty that I think the Seahawks are offering him somewhere in the 13 to $14 million a year range right now. And I think that is way below his market value, especially considering the franchise tag, which is like 17.5 or around that coming up this year, giving up or, you know, give or take like a few hundred thousand. But um, if you, I don't know if you guys read that article by Brady Henderson, um, Jeff pointed it out to me today where Brady interviewed, you know, the Seahawks beat reporter for ESPN interviewed um, Frank Clark's agent. And basically the whole summary of that article was that Frank's agent, it, Frank and his agent are not rushing to an agreement just for the sake of, you know, signing a deal early. Frank even took out an insurance policy in case he gets injured for any loss of value in this upcoming year. Um, I think Frank is really intent on maximizing his value in his shot at free agency as he should. And I think any one of us would do in his same position. Um, I think that I think I do think that sometimes the Seahawks and John Schneider could get a little bit cheap and, you know, instead of job to be a little bit cheap and get players, you know, for cheap and under the radar and, you know, at a discount, of course, that's their job. But um, I don't think Frank Clark and his agent are going to take the debate. Now, if you came to Frank Clark with a, very strong deal with, you know, 18, 19 million a year with strong guarantees. I think his agent would consider him and his agent would consider it right now. But I think we're in the stage right now where the Seahawks are still lowballing him and may consider using the tag for next year. So Nathan, you talked about this before relative to Clark. You would trade him? If they're not going to pay him, and they're going to let him hit free agency, then yeah, I would trade him. I think they should pay him. Um, I think pass rushers are hard to find. Um, I think he's earned it. Um, so yeah, I, what I would do and what I what it seems like they're doing are, are different. But I, this is the same thing with Earl and the same thing with Bobby. And you know, I, you, you can't trade all your good players and even if it is the right thing to trade someone like you still have to make sense with like where your team is and like, what, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but for the most part, if you're not willing to pay your player, then you should trade them and get something long-term for it. Um, right now it sounds a little crazy because that's not what they've been doing. And they're a little, um, I think they're, they have, they're a little depth poor, um, but if you start doing that and you start planning ahead and you start thinking, well, I'm going to let Frank Clark get out into free agency and then like hope that he doesn't get that, a, that a young pass rusher doesn't just get completely overpaid. I mean, you're fooling yourself. So yeah, flip him for, and, I mean, you gotta get a good pick, right? I mean, we're talking like for Frank Clark, we're talking a first round pick. Um, I think that's totally reasonable and, and I think they could probably get it. And so, yeah, I would absolutely consider that if I came to the decision for whatever reason that I wasn't going to pay him. Pay Frank Clark. This is simple. He's an elite pass rusher. Stop it. You, he, this is young defensive talent. You pay, per word, the words of Pete Carroll, you pay players that hit the ball or hit the quarterback. 
Pay Frank Clark. Pay Frank Clark. Stop trying to be cheap. Pay him 18 to 19 million a year. If he hits free agency, that boy's getting 21 to 22. I'm not kidding. And it might be overpaying, but you if Frank Clark hits free agency, you are not getting him back. I'm I firmly believe that. So if you want him, be willing to pony up and pay him. I, I just think, you know, th- this defense isn't super talented. They've got some sporadic key players, but I think Frank Clark needs to be a part of your future. And I think it's somebody you need to pay for. And I think this is a team that can go cheap in a lot of spots. Like they found Bradley McDougal. They've obviously had great success getting cornerbacks, uh, you know, from the mid to late rounds. So, you know, this is a different conversation to me if we're talking about Shaquille Griffin or what they should have done with Cam or maybe even what they should have done with Sherm, right? Um, or what they did end up doing with Sherm and why that was probably a good call. But Clark is at a really premium position that, like you said, if he for, if it hits free agency, he's going to get paid an insane amount. And it's not a spot that they've had a lot of success drafting in. So I think the right thing to do is to pay him. Um, and I think that if you do extend him now, you will probably get him for less than what he will end up would have ended up getting in the free agency. See, yeah. I'm looking at it differently. I think you guys are misjudging the agent's quotes. And I think you have to understand the agent's perspective. I think Frank wants to hit free agency. I don't think he wants to take. And I found it very interesting the way the agent talked about the franchise tag. Because I think the Seahawks really want Frank. And I don't think they're lowballing him. From the agent's perspective, I think they want. They're looking at the way baseball agents looking at it. I know this was a problem in the Russell deal. They've realized what happened with Kirk Cousins was almost an ideal scenario. And the way it said Frank, most players aren't like this. He kept talking about how Frank is willing to take the franchise tag, which goes completely against what most NFL players think. Most NFL players know how short their careers are and how know how risky it is, and they're not willing to take it. I think it's coming from the other side. They want to hit free agency, and I don't think the Seahawks want him to hit free agency. So I think – there's no scenario where he doesn't get the franchise tag. I think the Seahawks are way too thin at pass rush. I think based on those quotes, because usually in a negotiation from an agent, agents are usually taking swipes at a team. I've seen it so many times in the past. You see how Earl's camp handled it. There was a lot of swipes. These guys were raving about Seattle. Mm. You never see that from a team in a negotiation. Yeah. You never see it. An agent yeah, about a team and the way they grew up with Frank and took a chance on Frank, they would be going the other way if this was a hostile negotiation or if the Seahawks were cheaping out. Or I think the other side wants him to hit free agency so he can get his max value. And I've never heard someone just maybe other than Kirk Cousins' agent be so okay with the franchise tag. So I'm looking at it completely differently. Maybe I'm misreading the quotes, but that's how I viewed it. No, I think that's fair, but in you know. I think a franchise tag here, like uh, if it would have at least said 17 and a half million. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. And so maybe the impetus to trade him isn't now, but if Frank is determined to get to free agency at some point, you need to trade him before he does. Right. I mean, it may not be one where the Seahawks aren't willing to pay him, but there's just really no price that Frank will take. And, but I mean, you're effectively at the same price, right? If he is going to hit free agency, at some point, you have to get in front of that and trade him before he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting. The four names he mentioned, the agent mentioned, were Ansa, Demarcus Lawrence, and Clowney. This wasn't a random group of pass rushers. Those guys are all scheduled to be free agents this year. And he said, Frank, metric-wise, is better than all of them. 
Yeah, I mean, not to to burst the the dramatic bubble, but there's zero chance that Frank's playing for another team. That's how I see it. <laughs> there's just no chance. Like the Seahawks are not going to let him go. He is. If he was if he's going to his third contract, then maybe there'd be question. But this is his second contract. The Seahawks have a track record. Schneider has a track record of signing players that have, um, be, you know, moved to one of the best at their position in the league. Uh, he signed them all. I mean, he signed every single one of them um, up until now. So uh, Golden Tate's the only one that I would say they let go in second contract. And we all know why that happened. It wasn't because Schneider didn't want to sign him. Uh, it was because they made that dumbass Percy Harvin trade. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to sign him. I think it's just a matter of when. I kind of was expecting to hear maybe something during the bye week because that tends to be when they they do get some work done. Didn't happen. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, but it will. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Um, and, and honestly, they got enough money. They can pay him whatever they need to pay him. Like, and that's one quick point I want to talk about. The Seahawks have $66 million in cap space in 2019 and $120 million plus in 2020. Cap space is not an issue. Right. You may have a Russell Wilson renegotiation, renegotiation coming up, whatever. Bobby Wagner coming up, whatever. You have $65 plus million. You're totally fine. If you want to pay, pay Frank Clark, you can. And if you choose to extend Frank Clark, you know, he's not going to – the way NFL contracts work, just to put this in super simple terms, is if you're paying a player $18 million a year, you're not paying him $18 million a year in year one. Most NFL contracts have a gradual increase in terms of the cap hit. So they're not paying $18 million year one. He's not going to hit $18 million till like year two or year three. So it's not a cap space issue. Is that before Cam gets released or is that after? Wait, I'm sorry. What was that question? Is that – 66 million pre cam getting released or after cam getting released that is with cam still on the books for 2019 i believe but so i that's need another what eight million yes i god i don't know it's 2019 um really i know it's five million for injury um guarantees and dead money for 2019 but i don't know how much space that opens because obviously they're carrying him on the pup through 2018 and then they're going to release him in 2019 